Hello and welcome to the Inspired Me podcast. My name is Alexander Cassandra and this is episode number 7. I am excited to once again share with you topics and specifically today I have a very special guest. I am so happy to call him my friend. Um uh, and technically he doesn't know this but he's been my virtual mentor for quite a while now. Uh he's an inspiring figure in the transformation, critical thinking and innovation um space. Hence why I decided to bring him on into this podcast for all of you to sort of get to know him and and hear his inspiring story that truly does inspire me and and hence why actually I I started doing this as well. Sudesh is uh, helps helps innovators gain clarity through training, coaching and consulting so that they can monetize their innovations while having fun through his consulting firm called Sudesh International Consult. And for more information log on to www.consultsudesh.com. Follow him on Twitter, IG and Facebook and I'm pretty sure he's going to uh, at the end of this podcast he'll give us some of the you know the the Twitter handles and and all the information that we may require. Sudesh Kaka, welcome to Inspired Me podcast. Really excited to have you here my brother. How are you today? I I'm uh, I'm excited. You know, it's usually me who is the one on that side, so I'm a bit nervous. <laughs> no, don't be, don't be because you know what? I um I, I we've known each other for since we were children really. So there's nothing surprising that I'm going to say uh, or that you're going to say that really will take me out of my 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 boots. So anyway, let's get on with it and uh, I'm I'm so happy that you you made the time to to sort of speak to us today and and sort of give us a story about who you are and and where you've come from and and what what is it that you as a leader looking out for in this world that we're living in today. So, um what what is your story really? Tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, when I think about who I am, I have to separate it from what I do. And at the end of the day, I am a servant leader. That, that that's who I am. Um the rest of the things what I do and how I do it are really supplements of what I uh, I mean complements to what I do, but at the end of the day I like to serve people and yeah. see them uh, become better. And the the tools that I use are of course uh, the the consulting, yeah. the coaching and the training. So I'm That's a very leader. interesting. Not not so many leaders nowadays look at themselves and say I I am here to serve people. I'm here to serve others. I'm a servant leader. When you look at that specific thing, you know, when how do we explain to our viewers what the difference is between being a servant leader to, you know, the the normal leaders that we've seen in our society these days? I think the the difference is uh, the difference is in two two things. Uh one when you're a servant leader you you are looking at creating greatness and greatness mm. is never about you it's about the other people. And that is so different from uh, being famous because being famous is about you and what you can get from me and what I'm going to get from me mm. in my lifetime. Um there there's a There's a quote that I like um 
by Steve Covey. He said, uh, teach a man how to fish and you feed him for a day. Teach that man how to... Uh, no, teach a man... Give a man a fish and you feed him for a day. Teach that man how to fish and you feed him for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Now, I add on something. Teach a man mm-hmm. how to own the lake wow. and he will impact generations. So that is some wow. you empower others to, to to basically get out of their way to become even better people than just themselves. It's the bigger pic, big picture thinking kind of thing. Exactly to do more than to do more than what you can do for your family and yes. for your relatives and friends. To know that what you're doing right now is going to impact people that are going to come. Wow. so many years after you're gone yes it's that kind of thinking very interesting yeah uh, but you know what uh Sudesh, i i i've always wondered um you know you 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 are an innovator um kind of person in in especially in our society back home in uganda where you've been pushing this notion of innovation and transformation in the workplace especially uh, but also focusing on individuals that you know that can push that story that you know that narrative of innovation within our you know working space it doesn't matter which industry you're in but innovation and creativity and transformation is key in the whole picture how did you get yourself to start thinking that way given our society given the way we think we think that the things we do back home how did you get yourself and how do you narrow it to to those specific things I think for me, I've never had a choice to be anything else. Um, because, you know, just imagine yourself, you go to a mango tree and you ask it, uh, so mango tree, <laughs> what do you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> what would the mango tree tell you? To tell you, nah, mm-hmm. I'm already a mango tree, you know, <laughs> I, I already have my purpose. So um, when, I, when I was growing up, actually not when I was growing yes. up, I'm left-handed. But more than more than being left-handed, when I was young, I had a mirrored handwriting. That means that I wrote English the way oh, people wow. write Arabic. Like I would begin from the end <laughs> to the beginning. Wow. <laughs> so so <laughs> now going to school was a hassle because teachers never saw anything like that. I had to turn my book around. And um, I had to become so... I had to become so creative. They had to give me. They had to give me tutors to teach me how to write, like yes. how, like normal people write. And then I had to figure out how to sit with, uh, you know, different uh, pupils on the desk, and um, and and for me, that that inspired me from a very young age. But also, I remember when I was around ten, eleven, um, I remember going to my mom and asking for money. And she told me, if you're old mm-hmm. enough to ask for money, then yes. you're old enough to work. <laughs> so, so there's a lawnmower there. You go uh, talk to the neighbors. You can do you can do their loans. And um, I remember going around with my kid brother and looking for business. And I had to be very creative at it because no one hires ten-year-olds and eleven-year-olds to entrust them with their flower beds and, and that kind of thing yes. and, and their compound. So I would tell these guys, you know what, we are we are getting money to uh, to supplement our school fees. It was a lie. <laughs> I, I lied, 
but yes. I had to get so creative to get in their faces to make sure that uh, first of all they were paying us enough money but also to make sure that we're in business uh, continuously especially when the young kids saw that we're making money you know we're making about 20,000 Ugandan shillings which is yeah. what like three pounds or so four pounds about <laughs> so yeah about about three pounds a week and that was a lot of money you know it would give us sleepless nights uh, but uh so we had to be we had to be creative and I was the one going out to get the business so I, I've always been creative and, and I think uh for me to persist with this um I also had a job where I had to sell leather in Uganda and not so many Ugandans buy leather so I learned how to be creative so for some reason life has always provided opportunities for me that was seemingly hard and I've always found the solution because I believe you cannot you cannot get a problem whose solution you mm. don't already have within you so I believe it's my purpose so in, and my in calling. other words your your innovation and creative spark actually began while you're still a child like you know young in your age interesting so, exactly. so I, I'm, a, I'm a I'm a fan believer in turning your passion into you know what they say passion to to profit or something like that and so it sounds to me as though this is exactly what you've you've managed to do a, 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 you know across the years now hmm interesting mm. so i so I, my my viewers always wanted to understand what uh, sorry my listeners always want to understand how to turn their passion to profit or turn their passion to something purposeful is there is there any words that you could you know tips that you could give them to do that the things that they should be looking out for you know this reminds me of a story one time one time i'm talking to a guy and i tell him you know what you can turn your profit you can turn your passions into profits and what and the guy tells me my passion is sleeping <laughs> my goodness that's the funniest thing i've ever had <laughs> <laughs> and I I told him I told him you know what you go oh. and create a hotel <laughs> not bad mm. uh, yeah but anyway there there's no particular there's no particular formula but um I think for me it's been it's been a couple of things for me that that have helped me to turn the passion into profit and number one is um number one is that I've always been committed and I've always uh, there's always been that curiosity of how can I do it because what what I'm doing right now there were no trailblazers I, mm. there were no people for me to look at and say these guys are already doing innovation and they're doing it very well in terms of consulting and coaching and that kind of thing there were there were no people for me to look at and I remember going to one of the guys that mentored me and he told me uh you know what this is a hard thing to sell because companies don't have um, yeah don't have budgets for it so i had to i had to find a way i think the first thing is to find out yeah. who is already buying because um who is already buying what things that are connected to your to your passion uh so yeah so for me that was the first thing who was already buying and there were very few people in here in Uganda 
so uh, the good thing is that uh, back in the day I, I I used to work for a gentleman he was called Coach Phil so you know he took me around the continent and I got to see what was mm-hmm. being done and I, I I got to see which people can buy and I I, I found ways um I found ways yeah. to sell what I had. So one thing I found out that was interesting is that as much as people were yeah. not buying innovation, it was innovation is a need, but they had other ones. So they will tell you, you know what, come and inspire our team, talk to <laughs> them, let them get better. So I had to learn all those other things like the speaking, yeah. communication, what, strategy, da, da, da. I had to learn all those things and then I would go do them because that's what the client wanted yes. and then I would sell them on the innovation and that's how I broke into the market. Wow, that's uh, the, a the fantastic story that one. I, I know for sure that consulting for example in Uganda is just not an, you know it's not your everyday cake. It's it's very difficult to convince people that you know I, I'm going to give value to you by just me speaking to you and then you have to pay for my time it's not something that we've traditionally looked at as you know a, a critical um you know aspect of the working system within Uganda so so i've found it i found that many of my consulting friends have had to you know majority of them have actually left the consulting world especially the private consulting was there it's not the, the ones that are still in consulting are working for the big boys you know the big four um, uh, pwc and and and, and aniston young and the likes uh, but if you're a private consulting firm in uganda it takes a lot of commitment and a lot of you know understanding of your market and communication to to make it and and to survive and and I'm so inspired by the way you've done it across the years um, I think it's coming to what 10 years now or something like that yeah 10 wow. years it's been 10 years so actually the the mm. nugget is uh, the nugget to monetizing your passion is give give the clients what they want and sell them mm. what they need hmm. the difference between want and need so in the short run yes because most most cl- sorry in the short run you focus on their want but inspire them to look at what they might need in the future exactly exactly uh because most um most clients we know we, we've been told that uh, the yeah. customer is king but I- interestingly this king or queen rarely mm. knows what they they need but they know <laughs> what they want so true so so rather than rather than going to arguments yes. with the king or queen give them what they want and sell them on what they need and then with time they they, they become the ambassadors of the needs that they got when they amazing. ask for what they want amazing wanted. it reminds me actually of the time when we started the movement on product development there was me and a couple of other guys we were the first product developers in the whole of uganda first product developers mm. in, in and, and it started out product development as a as a profession started out in 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 the telco world so so i was a product uh, manager in in uganda telecom and then moved on to mtn and literally for years we were a club of about five to ten people at most in the whole country 
we brought in some very interesting the products that are, that people are using right now are all created you know by this group of people and 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 we put them to market and now people are enjoying it and product development and innovation has become you know a norm in every industry in every uh, company in Uganda now yeah i think in every industry there will always be yeah. trailblazers that pay the price and sort of create the uh, the path that the rest are going to to walk yeah. on so even in these other industries when you when you look at the when you look at the, um, uh, let's say the, the pharmaceutical you know uh, pharmaceutical industries and and uh, any other industry medicine and what and what they've yes. gone through phases um, where you know you had the trailblazers then you have people that are uh, you know testing and trying and then those people who test and try mm-hmm. create a pattern and after they've created the pattern then the rest of the people can walk in there and they you know it 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 becomes very interesting for those that just walk into the pattern so yeah it's uh, i think you when it comes to consulting uh, product development and all those things we are i think we are in the early stages of getting into creating patterns mm. in this country for such uh work Interesting. And, professions. and by the way I, I i like one of the things i read on your bio you say that uh, <laughs> some of the things that most people don't know about you is that you design your haircuts on paper and and then your barber works them out <laughs> that's very interesting <laughs> how in the world do you come to think about stuff like this honestly i <laughs> uh, you know i i think i did to update that bio uh, yeah. because when i wrote it I used to design I used to literally design the haircuts and then my barber would take it from there. But I've had this barber for about now yes. what 5 years. Um so he really knows he knows what I want. I just see it he he just, he asked me only one question. Uh what are you doing for the coming 2 weeks and then I'll tell him and then he will do what he does. Yeah, but I used to I used to do that crazy strange <laughs> but true. I love that. I really do love that. You know, it takes you out of your comfort zone. It, it makes you unique, it makes you you know, the natural you. You you do not fake around in terms of uh you know, presenting yourself as somebody else and somebody who you're not because you know, people take you for who you are and and they either like you or they don't just don't. And 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 I respect that. I I really do. Anyway, um one of the things I really wanted to talk to you about is the issue on transformation and and where you see transformation going and how you link that back into into innovation because I find that you know especially in in a country Uganda we we had a point in time where um we need to start thinking about you know ch- doing things differently changing things and and getting out of our comfort zone and getting out of the status quo that we've always you know the way you know do the things you've always done the way you've always done them kind of thing so what what is your what is your thinking on on culture and transformation especially in the workplace and perhaps even going down to you know the small units in 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 a in a, in a country I think when you look at um when you look at transformation is based on one thing and that is the quality of questions um leader one of the leadership gurus john maxwell once said uh that 
good questions inform great questions mm. transform mm. so what um before you even think about the transformation what questions are you asking are you are you are you in this short we call it short termism where you 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 look at the next day and my rent and 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 uh, and um, you know the fuel for my car and school fees and that kind of thing are you are the questions you're asking leading you to those results or you're asking questions that are going to wow transform questions like what would the world look like years from now and how am i contributing to that um i'll give you an example uh when i when uh, when we started doing this stuff and i've always done this i take off time to actually think and i i imagine okay uh if i was creating a course in future what it, what would it look like who would it be for and am i am i just creating it for the money how is this client mm. transforming like i ask i ask questions that are transformative in nature not just doing things in the in now the, the short termism kind of trap yeah I call so it. Yes so the the questions that uh, the questions that we ask the quality has to be the quality has to put the perspective of the future in our present rather than uh just waiting for things to happen so that is the first thing that that uh, in every time I'm dealing with a client and they need to transform they need their their, uh, their company to go to the next level whatever their next level is we spend almost an entire day just asking questions and questions and questions and those questions lead us to uh, uh three things number one number one is uh what is our purpose like why do they even wake up and go to work number two are they having the right processes that are going to lead them to w- what their aspirations are and number three are they valuing mm. the people that are going to work on these processes mm. so questions you have to i mean we have no time to yeah. go deep into all that but it starts with i questions. like the triple p i'm actually writing it i i i, I think I, i hear you talk about transformation around purpose process people in 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 that drives yes. you know change that needs to be to be made within our society and 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 unfortunately i think these are very tough questions that you know countries like our uganda need to start asking questions of what kind of people do we envisage especially when we have such a young population i mean apparently um, almost 80% of the population in uganda is under the age of 30 that is a huge statistic we will yeah and 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 you know what uh, the the people that are below the, the people all these people that are below 30 they they have they exposed to things that that uh, they exposed to things that uh, the, the other generations mm-hmm. were not exposed to their yes. aspirations are different and they are totally different I totally agree. different I agree. yeah so uh, you unless unless you you come down and understand how they think and what they exposed to and mm-hmm. what the future means to them you're not going to be relevant to them and uh, mm. And I think 
you know us thinking about politics that is far-fetched but how about um how about you know start with the basic things like looking at a family yes. to a 30 year old <laughs> to them it means something different from a 60 year old that's very true so what you're saying yeah so what you're saying think, sorry what you're saying is that mm-hmm. for transformation to take place it's it's not the it's not only on our leadership in terms of political leadership but it's also on the fact that we must look at the nucleus in within for example in the family structure you know from down there to start transformation from within then it goes out hopefully to you know to the next level is that something you you identify with Absolutely. Uh like uh, I think I did I did in one of my episodes on my podcast I I did a uh it was about asking pertinent questions and I was saying um you know we should stop asking children what they mm. want to be when they grow up because you don't go to a, an orange tree and ask it what it wants to be when it grows up. It's already yes. an orange tree, <laughs> you know. So uh rather we should watch and put them in environments that can that can make them uh thrive in those things that are already innate in them so that we just support them to be who they already are interesting that's a very difficult thing to do given our culture and the way we you know we you know our education system especially that is sort of you know set to make us just want to be certain things in society and that's it and i find that very difficult how transformation is going to take place if our education system is not transformed in itself yeah the, the education system is definitely something that uh, that needs to be uh, that needs to be transformed here uh, but from where home. does education start yes. from it starts from the home mm. exactly and then the teachers just add on so um if um if if you as a parent if you as a parent if if this child doesn't get an a and that is the basis for you to reprimand them then then you're doing a wrong thing because you you're making them focus on you know what if i don't get get an a in yeah. maths or english i am doomed because i'm yeah. because the system says yeah the system the system defines me as a failure but who created mm-hmm. that system and uh, you know they are recently uh, not recently years ago i think over 10 years ago when the when the commonwealth uh, heads of state meeting was in uganda i think 2007 there was lots of uh, hotel construction yes. going on in uganda and uh, one of the richest guys mm-hmm. here bitature patrick patrick was constructing um was contrast contracts constructing protea hotel and he looked for a plumber that could do that could do plumbing for that hotel so that it connects to the uh the city authority sewage system wow. and he failed to find one guess what they had to get the plumber from south africa this guy had never been to university he had gone from secondary school straight away to plumbing school and he was so good at it and they paid him i think over 50,000 US dollars okay which job whether you're a doctor or what in Uganda no job would no give chance. you 50,000 US no dollars chance. even for yeah 
exactly so wow if if that if that person had been uh, brought up uh, to think that if you're not part of the original doctor lawyer accountant system then you've failed then they they would have given up and i think there are lots of such people that are so brilliant but because and they have right attitudes but they have hmm. the wrong information wow so we we need to get this information uh like this podcast i'm, I'm glad we're doing it we need to get this information to as many people yes. as possible very interesting very interesting yes. i'm a firm believer in the need to you know to change our education um to fit the current needs of society um like you said that's a great example you just gave there because we for some reason we 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 salute many people that have gone to the likes of you know you remember the times where 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 parents would even dare tell us that if you don't go to makere then you're a failure and 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 right now i don't think the best students in makere are the ones that are you know leading our society or the ones that are the ones that are you know doing amazing things within i i feel like the the the, the true real changes in our society are the guys who went to to vocational institutes and to you know to you know specialist institutes that teach them you know sort of jobs that are needed now those jobs that are make, making changes can you imagine uh, you know the kind of change that would take place if we had our own you know vocational institutes that train plumbers train uh, electricians in those days by now would be very far i mean a case in kind is germany germany is not built on you know an education system of of phd's and and masters degrees most of the german uh specialists and people that are doing amazing innovators and create and creators actually have an equivalent of diploma um, a, a diploma degree but they are doing amazing things and germany is one of the most innovative and creative countries in the world why can't uganda do the same thing yeah i I think at the transformative level we again we have to ask questions that are going to identify things like be, between you know differences between yes. school and education does it mean that if i go to school i'm actually <laughs> getting an education or i'm simply wow. being schooled you know being schooled is to tell you 1 plus 1 is 2 and if you say 3 then you're a failure mm. and the system marks you as a failure being being educated is knowing that yes 1 plus 1 is 2 and there's going to be an application mm. of that in the real world but that is not the whole truth there are going to be moments when 1 plus 1 is not 2 and when i'm encountered with such situations how do i deal what with it? do i do wow that's deep. exactly that's really deep anyway so so uh, perhaps the other thing i wanted to ask you about was what are your thoughts and experiences especially you know the likes uh, we've gone through covid and how you've managed to be creative and innovative in the times in hard times like these ones of covid how have you and your team managed to be creative and you know and stay innovative in such difficult times I think um you know thankfully thankfully before before covid happened uh, you know they say that uh, mm-hmm. proper prior planning prevents pitifully poor performance 
before COVID happened, I was uh, I was already taking off time uh, to you know to think, and when I think, when I say think, <laughs> I don't mean to just lie there and say kumbaya, kumbaya. No, I mean putting up situations and saying, okay, what if mm. we are not able to do the, the our business the way we are doing it right now? What are our options? Mm. So we're looking at that exactly. And and I've been doing that for about one and a half years before COVID hit. So when COVID hit, it just exposed what was happening. Uh, I like I like what Warren Buffett says that uh, when the tide goes down, you can tell who has skipped. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah. So COVID COVID just exposed those who wow. had their swimwear on and those who are skin dipping. Uh, so simp- those who are doing the right thing, mm. right? Interesting. I think one one so of they, the things. So that, you, uh, so even within COVID, you still found opportunity. You still found, you know, there was no panic for you. There was, the, the, in fact, there was more room for you to even think more creative and be more innovative, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think uh, based on the knowledge that uh, that my team and I already had, uh, there was very little need to to panic. Yeah. We had created uh, relationships uh, that enabled us to uh, still do our work and go on, and um, even come out of it better than when uh, than how we went in. Uh, so it was one of those things uh, that. Uh, exposed us and uh, I'm thankful I'm thankful that we're not skin dipping mm. but I also learned uh, during that time that uh, that most people are driven more by fear mm. than faith hmm. um, we were most people were running away from they were running away from things that uh, you know the clients that I got, uh, the ones that needed personal coaching, they were saying, you know what, what if I lose my job? What if I lose my job? And the entire reason you want to be coached to start a business is what if I lose my job? <laughs> and I can guarantee you, all of them right now, <laughs> they are no longer my clients because they got their jobs back. Mm. So, yeah, so I, apart from us thriving, I think I learned that fear the, the fear of uh, the unknown drives people to make decisions which is the wrong also, thing as, as a matter of fact I don't think you you want to make decisions because of fear you want to make decisions because of opportunity exactly so there were there was uh, there were kind of so many things that happened but uh, I think I think it's just the beginning of the disruption if yeah. you ask me yeah yeah. So you believe in the new normal kind of scenario, new normal? <clears throat> I think there's never been. Uh, if it becomes, if it's, if it's n- normal, then it's not new. Mm. I, I don't, I don't believe in the new normal. I, I believe in, uh, I believe in being trans, being trans, trans, transformative, and just, uh, just making today better than yesterday. Yeah, and not. Because if we say no more, then we are we are making we are creating the status quo. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, we are settling for the status quo, and it's it's not normal. Mm-hmm. It changes every day. Okay, 
So, so as we come towards the end of our pod, of this podcast, I just wanted to find out from you, uh, what are the some of the things that you're doing uh, that are going to set up, you know, the, the class of innovators, the class of transform transformation uh, champions and critical thinking people in in this in in Uganda that, you know, that you think your company or you as as Sudesh, um has is putting in place to make sure that this is not just a now thing. This is a movement that is going to be, you know, that's going to create change in Uganda, now, you know, for the foreseeable future. Hmm, that is a. Uh... That makes me feel like Che Guevara, like I'm leading a revolution. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, But, I honestly think that transformation, um, innovation, and, 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 and personal development are some of the key things that a nation needs, you know, at the bot- as, a, as, as, a, as a minimum to change or to, trans- to, 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 you know, to even to develop to the next level. But... And, and if you see some of the trends within poor countries, we, we just don't have some of these things in place. We don't have the institutions to drive them. We don't have the personalities to drive this. We don't even have, you know, the 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 the, the, the processes in place to to encourage transformation, to encourage uh, critical thinking, to encourage, um, you know, you know, some of the things that we need innovation in, in you know in 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 the practical term, uh, in the practical sense of it. So I'm I'm just curious from your perspective since you're in that industry already and you have a 10 year gap or the 10 year leap um, towards you know towards that direction is there anything that you're doing specifically that is going to make sure that you know number one your legacy is put in place for this particular area and number two that other people um, are also on the bandwagon of this um, this van so to say Yeah, there are, there are a couple of things that that uh, that we are doing, and that's to um, within our jurisdiction to to help one client at a, at a time, but also to create a movement. Yeah, and uh, one of the things that uh, I'm so passionate and we are so passionate about as a team is to teach people how to own the lake mm. and look beyond fishing and getting fish from that lake. Yeah. Now, that means so many different things. And the obvious way to look at it is, you know, everyone needs to own a business. No, <laughs> not everyone needs to own a business. That's true. But everyone needs to have a mentality of an owner. You know, yeah. you know that... Huge difference. You know that, yeah, you know that story of... Uh, you know that story of the American president who goes to NASA and he finds a guy sweeping and he asks him, what are you, what are you doing? And the man says, I'm taking... I'm taking the man to the moon. Mm. Now that guy, though he's sweeping, he owns the lake. Mm. Number one, he has the purpose. Number two, because of his thinking, he's not going to stay in the same place. Number three, he he he, he has set himself in um, he has set himself in a, in an environment that will automatically demand more out of him. Yes. Yeah. So. One of the things that we do, actually, I, I keep on telling employees that your, your, your employer is responsible for how much they pay you, but you're responsible for how much you earn. True. And so if you have that kind of thinking, the job 
is a place for you to fulfill your calling and it's a place for you to serve and to contribute for the to the betterment of whatever purpose that uh, that place is uh, is is uh, serving so that is one of the things that we are so passionate about to help people um own the lake but also the other thing the other thing that uh, we are doing is to to start working with the leaders because if the leaders are not on board yes actually our our entire value proposition says that we create clarity for forward thinking leaders mm. because if if a leader is not on board things are not going to happen if the guy in the home is not taking the lead that family will crumble if if the leaders do not buy into the whole aspect of being transformative and making sure that the workplace of 1980 is not the same workplace in 2021 then we're not doing our job so we do a lot of work with uh, with leaders and helping them transform themselves from the inside learning how to lead uh learning how to lead the uh, their teams and learning how to lead organizations and creating innovation and creativity there are in hmm. so th- those two things teaching the people how to own the lake and also working through leaders to create the transformation yeah. is what we are so passionate about and uh, we believe that you know when you help one and um, and then uh, that one leads you to another, another one, one and yeah. then you create a move that's how you create a movement that's true very true very fantastic yeah. so <clears throat> what are the last questions perhaps and and then we we, we wrap this up what are the three things that you'd like to leave with my listeners today um just three basic things yeah uh, i think that's uh Let, let me see the, the I have so many but let, let me let me see the the ones that I can I can live with them I think one of them is uh always be curious you know I'm curious I'm always asking questions um yes we are we are cre- we are recording this podcast what's the end game um who is going to listen to it when they listen to it what are they going to get what if we what if uh what if there was another way of creating a podcast so always be curious ask yourself yeah. because it will give you alternatives to doing things and then the other the other thing that I I'd like to share that has been very key in uh, my line of my line of work is to live with boundaries now that one innovator <laughs> seems like the worst thing that can happen because we're told to yeah. live out out of the box and what and what but what i yeah what i mean uh, living with boundaries it's it's really it's about making sure that you are taking care of yourself and that you're controlling the information that you 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 take in um you know i don't spend so much time on uh, yeah. on social media as i used to why because i that time is spent on me growing mm. so i have to live with boundaries the time i spend with people who i let into my life so uh they should i think learning yeah. how to live with boundaries has really helped me uh the third thing is uh always be yeah. honest with yourself you you cannot be all things True. to all people at all times 
And so find out the people that share your values and then become obsessed mm. with serving those people. Amen. I like and that. And that will get so you far. So being curious, living within your boundaries and being honest with yourself. Those good things. Amen. That's good. Okay, so Exactly. So uh, uh, how do we how do people connect with you uh, across the different platforms? I, I think I think from what they they're hearing from this you know from this podcast i believe majority of them will definitely want to follow you want to you know get in touch with you just in case they they need some help around you know transformation critical thinking innovation uh, or even just normal coaching uh, on a, on a, on life and and in career coaching and stuff like that where can they find you well they can find me in a place <laughs> called the cloud <laughs> <laughs> okay, that that's a joke but uh you know they can uh, write to me um you can write to me at sudesh at consultsudesh.com that's my email at sudesh at consultsudesh.com that's uh and then uh, also my linkedin is sudesh kaka uh my twitter handle is at kaka sudesh or uh, the twitter handle for the company is at consultsudesh so you can reach me using any of those platforms and I'll be I'll be uh, I'll be glad to Great. get back thank you very much and well that's it for today that's it for the for the episode uh, today uh, thanks for listening and for joining uh, we'll we'll definitely um, uh, you know bring keep bringing more people like Sudesh and, and and to inspire us to to take us out of our comfort zone and and get us to to a place that we you know we envisage to be in the future. So I'm, I'm excited about this. Thank you so much, Sudesh, for making the time. Cheers. Take care. Bye. All right. <laughs>